two minutes after 8 o'clock. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, Alan Fagan, executive vice president at the OU, the Orthodox Union, is with us live via telephone. He was there uh, in Yerushalayim this past Monday, Yom Embassy Sameach Day. And uh, we'll start with that, and then I'll get back to um, uh, asking Alan about a couple of other massive events that happened recently, including City Field and the NCSY Leadership Shabbaton that I had the absolute pleasure of being part of, or attending, I should say. Not that I was actually part of it, but I attended and was mesmerized by how incredible an event that was. So we'll get to everything, hopefully, this morning. Executive Vice President at the Orthodox Union, Alan Fagan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, uh, Nachum. Great to be with you. I appreciate that. On Monday, we were wishing everybody a Yom Embassy Sameach. You, of course, were there on the spot. Tell us what it was like to be uh, a witness from just a few feet away uh, of modern Jewish history. Uh, this really was a, uh, a miraculous moment uh, in uh, in uh, Jewish history. Uh, it was an incredible moment at the embassy. Uh, we also had a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, reception earlier that morning uh, for several hundred uh, uh, people uh, in Yerushalayim to celebrate uh, the event and, and to celebrate the culmination of, of, of decades of efforts by so many uh, to make that event possible. Really amazing. The program was incredible. The spirit must have been Amazing, and in general, I'm assuming you were in Yerushalayim the day before as well, when Yom Yerushalayim was front and center, and there was plenty of celebrating going on in the Holy City. Uh, there was. I arrived uh, just at the tail end of uh, uh, the Yom Yerushalayim uh, ceremonies, but the, the spirit in the city uh, was was palpable. Uh, Alan, as you know, I mean, the OU is such an amazing uh, umbrella group of so many synagogues across this country. Uh, and, and you know how important Israel is to us and how we would wish that every congregation and its rabbinic leaders would concentrate on the topic of Israel as much as possible. Do, do you think we are making progress in this area? Do you think that as you visit synagogues and hear from them around the United States that Israel continues to be uh, a growing topic and one that uh, continuously is in the hearts and minds of the average person in our community nationwide? I, I, I think it probably depends, Nachum, on how you uh, define our community. Uh, certainly within the OU community, the topic of Israel, its security, its safety, its well-being, its development, uh, has been a constant uh, for as far back as uh, as as I can remember, uh, uh, I think that has always been the case. I think it remains the case. It will always be the case. Uh, Israel is part of the fabric of our community, the soul of our people. Uh, when when we say three times a day, uh, we mean that. And we mean it in very, very concrete and tangible ways. Alan Fagan's with us, Executive Vice President of the OU. He was there on Monday at the uh, embassy celebration in Jerusalem. Did any specific encounter, any specific person you met, 
any moment during the ceremony itself stand out for you? Are there any uh, anecdotes from Monday that either help tell this story or that really stick out in terms of remembering for years what Monday was like? You know, as I participated both in our breakfast that morning and in the event uh, at the embassy uh, in the afternoon, I I couldn't help but to think back uh, at so much history that had passed in getting us to that moment. Um, You know, I remember uh, at our convention in 1982, uh, for the very first time, the OU passed a, a resolution at its convention uh, uh, with regard to Yerushalayim, uh, a resolution that said that Jerusalem should, was, should forever remain the spiritual and political center of the Jewish people in the state of Israel. And we undertook at that moment to begin an advocacy campaign uh, uh, to, to culminate uh, in declaring uh, Jerusalem uh, Israel's capital. Uh, that was back in 1982. Uh, the the statute was actually passed in 1995, uh, the Jerusalem Embassy Relocation Act of, of 1995. So it was over a decade of work to get us to the point of having a statute enacted in 1995 that officially declared Jerusalem as the capital of Israel uh, and mandated that the embassy be moved. That was 22 years ago. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and so uh, enormous history prior to the enactment of, of that legislation. Uh, one of the things that I remembered, uh, frankly, and it was unfortunate that there wasn't enough recognition given uh, throughout the various uh, uh, ceremonies and events that marked the day, was the enormous efforts of Daniel Patrick Moynihan, okay. who was then senator from New York, a great, great heroic man. Uh, uh, who, together with Bob Dole, uh, in a totally bipartisan manner, introduced the legislation that ultimately became the Jerusalem Embassy Relocation Act, yeah. uh, and that was passed in 1995. So, and 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 very very much through his persuasiveness, his diplomacy, and his making this very much a a bipartisan effort. And then since then, uh, we and 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 dozens of other organizations as well. Uh, Jews throughout the United States and others throughout the United States have pressed every administration since then uh, to effectuate the purposes of the statute and to actually relocate the embassy. Uh, And these were Republican administrations and Democratic administrations. And as everyone knows, uh, there were constant waivers uh, that were uh, uh, put into place by every president uh, to waive the requirements of the statute, which was permissible under the law, but certainly not mandatory. Every president sought to keep rolling that ball down the hill uh, year after year, decade after decade, uh, until finally this administration said, this is the time, the time is now, and we're going to make good on the promise of the legislation that had been enacted in 1995. So we really do have to have an enormous sense of gratitude to President Trump, to Vice President Pence, to the administration for ultimately fulfilling a dream that had been enacted in legislation over 20 years earlier. 
you've seen and you've um, interacted with so many government officials over the decades. Um, and I, and again, the most important part you just said in terms of our obligation to, uh, uh, to show gratitude and appreciation to the president, we certainly get that. We've been encouraging our listeners to do it. But what is your overall feeling when you think of this outsider who becomes president in an, in, you know, in an election that nobody, relatively nobody was predicting? You know, those, those who thought he would win and, and publicly said so were being mocked before the election. Ends up in this situation, uh, ends up in this leadership position, and then 15 months after the inauguration, 16 months, whatever it is officially, goes ahead and does this. I mean, in the context of history, in the context of the way you know how things work in Washington and beyond, what is your analysis of the whole thing? It's uh, it, it, it's hard to say. I, 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 in my judgment, I, I think it was a combination of, uh, of, of two things. Uh, first, a desire by this president to fulfill the campaign pledges that he had made during his campaign. I mean, all of us are just so used to hearing <laughs> political figures say all kinds of things during election campaigns. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to, I'm going to cut taxes in half and double spending um, on, on all of the following things. And, and, and we become so cynical and, and so jaded that, you know, we take it all with a, with a huge grain of salt. I, I, I think a lot of things can be, can be said about President uh, Trump, but one of them uh, is that I think he has a very, very uh, um, deep sense uh, that when you say something, you do it. He said it, whatever the reasons uh, that he had, it was a pledge that he made, and he was going to fulfill that pledge. And I think that was that was uh, uh, a major theme uh, of of many of the people who spoke during the embassy uh, uh, celebration. Right. I, I I also think that coming from a business background and not a political background, uh, it, there's a much more tutored sense of practicality of pragmatism, uh, and I think as it relates to Israel. Uh, and this administration's views with respect to Israel, that judgment is informed by an enormous sense of of pragmatism. Uh, The fact is that Yerushalayim is Israel's capital. Its Knesset is in Yerushalayim. The prime minister sits in Yerushalayim. The president of the country has his home and his office in Yerushalayim. The Supreme Court is in Yerushalayim. That makes it Israel's capital, and, it, and, and it's Israel's capital because Israel says it is its capital and has acted that way. And, and I think when you have someone who thinks like this president in very, very practical and pragmatic terms, he's saying the country has designated Jerusalem as its capital. Every nation Every sovereign nation has the right to do a whole variety of things, including to determine for itself where its capital is going to be located. Israel has done that. I'm going to recognize that fact, and it's a fact, and we're all going to live with that fact. Uh, and, and, and so I think this was a very, very practical determination uh, that said, let's recognize 
the facts on the ground and the realities that exist, uh, and why are we beating around the bush and making believe that something that is the case isn't. Amazing point, and well said. Alan Fagan's with us. A uh, couple other quick things I want to ask you about, but just one last thing. Not to, not to put you on the spot, but I'm just so curious. Was there one person you met Monday or one person you saw there where you said to yourself, wow, you know, like in the context of history or in the context of work in the Jewish world, I'm so glad this person is here to see this or an encounter with somebody specifically there on Monday that you'll remember for a while? I thought there was one uh, uh, wonderful moment uh, at our at our breakfast uh, when the Secretary of uh, Treasury, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, uh, got up to speak. <laughs> he told a wonderful uh, uh, story about uh, how his role uh, during the embassy uh, uh, dedication ceremony uh, was to unveil the plaque right. that was now going to be on the wall of the uh, of the embassy. Uh, and, and he said, my role is to pull the cord that will lower the curtain and unveil the plaque. And he said, the ambassador asked me, do you know how to uh, uh, pull the cord? Uh, he said, I responded to the ambassador, I've been doing that my whole life when I go to temple. <laughs> so he had, he had the prior experience. Huh? He had the prior experience. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a, a really uh, a wonderful moment, almost as good as, as when President Rivlin, uh, in his remarks at the embassy uh, 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 celebration, uh, thanked a whole variety of people, uh, including someone he called Sec- Secretary Mnuchin. Right. <laughs> Pretty good, I'll tell you. Reminding everybody about their Jewish heritage, that's for sure. <laughs> Alan Fagan's with us. Listen, a couple other things um, I got to tell you. Uh, first of all, the reaction to what you and the OU uh, did at City Field on a, a day of Torah that was a second to none. Uh, I'm sure you're hearing the same thing I'm hearing. The reaction has been simply remarkable, and the numbers of people that showed up that day was uh, quite impressive. We, we were we were uh, we were delighted with the program. Uh, Thirty of of uh, uh, the most talented, sophisticated uh, uh, educators, uh, uh, Torah scholars uh, that could be brought together in one place. So I think the program was uh, was was really outstanding, and we were delighted with the size of the crowd. Uh, we were also very delighted with with the huge numbers uh, of people who. Uh, tuned in to watch various of the uh, shiurim that were given uh, virtually uh, as they were both live-streamed and then archived uh, and watched uh, thereafter by a a very, very large uh, number of people. So we were enormously gratified by the size of the crowd, uh, by the quality of the uh, the program, Uh, and and we hope that this will be uh, the first of many steps that we want to take uh, to really put a focus uh, on our commitment to Torah learning, uh, everyone in their own way, on subjects that appeal to them emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, uh, and and to foster the notion that all of us should be setting time aside for Torah study, for Torah learning, at times that are convenient for us in ways that uh, increase our ability to uh, uh, devote ourselves uh, 
to increase Torah study. Yeah, those messages certainly came through. Also, the day before that, the final Shabbos of April, I had the privilege of uh, being there during the NCSY leadership Shabbaton. Uh, I know we could talk about this for hours, but I'll just say one thing, Alan Fagan. There was a lot of talent under that roof. Boy, uh, there, there, there sure was, and 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 um, what 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 I felt um, more deeply than anything was that the overwhelming part of that talent were the young people in our community, uh, uh, the future of our people, the future of our leadership uh, was to me the uh, uh, really the most the, the most uplifting part. Uh, of uh, of the weekend, uh, we're in very very good hands for uh, as far out into the future as as we can peer. Uh, we had we had about six hundred uh, young people, all of them volunteers, who devote their time to being advisors over the summer, advisors during the course of the year, volunteering with NCSY. And every one of them is a gem. Yeah, really amazing and uh, just incredibly talented. And there's a lot of hope for the Jewish future. And you're in that room. You see how much hope we have for the Jewish future. One last thing I have to say, Alan, with you on the line, Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU. Uh, We know what's going on in the college campuses. We've discussed it many, many times. Uh, The videos coming out this week. We don't have to go back to last month or last year or 10 years ago. The videos coming out this week regarding campus activities that are anti-Israel, uh, that are you know that show people saying Kaddish for the Hamas supporters who were killed in these clashes, um, who uh, are who are defending the um, the actions of those who are who are openly declaring they want to kill Jews and making sure to you know voice these uh, opinions loudly on college campuses. Um, you know the the ones who who are fighting this battle for truth and justice very often are your representatives on the college campuses around the country. So all I could say is to those young couples and, and young families that are taking care of our youth through your program, JLIC, around this country, uh, stay strong. They, they must be going through some very difficult battles out there, and I would hope that all of us, you, us, everybody, can give them the support system necessary to make it through this whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, they, they really are on campus, uh, our, our first line of uh, defense. And, and and the efforts uh, are not the kind of mega political efforts that we're so used to in the kind of advocacy work that we do in Washington or in state capitals. This is very much a peer-to-peer uh, process uh, of getting people to understand in ways that are enormously complicated yeah. uh, that that there is a narrative here uh, that's important to understand. Uh, that that story is not being told uh, in the press. It's not coming through in the media, despite the efforts that uh, Israel has made, and and they've increased those efforts enormously uh, at trying to explain the positions that they take and the actions that they're compelled to take. Uh, It doesn't come through in mainstream media, in the secular press. Uh, You know, one of the things that that uh, you feel very deeply when, when, when you're in Israel and look at the press there and watch how the foreign press is covering contemporary events 
at, at the unbelievable one-sidedness of the narrative, the failure to be able to see the situation for what it really is. And, and so the, the, the focus is on the, the, the tragic death uh, of, 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 of people without recognizing that the vast majority of them are belo- belong to terrorist organizations, women and children being used as human shields. That story doesn't come across. Uh, one of the programs that we've just begun is a program called Yavna. We were taking uh, dozens and dozens of young people during the year that they spend, or two, uh, in Israel between high school and college. Uh, and we're putting them through leadership training in Israel so that when they return to the United States and return to various uh, college campuses, they'll be armed with not only the facts, but with the ability to be able to persuasively explain and tell the story that needs to be told. Phenomenal. The only way to do it, education's the first step, right? Always the first step. Absolutely. By the way, I am told that you join me in wishing a mazel tov to Ariana Stone and Elliot Tansman on their recent engagement. So we wish the uh, we wish the uh, Hassan and Kala a mazel tov. Absolutely, it's a wonderful simcha. Baruch Hashem, Alan. Uh, great speaking to you. Congratulations on. Uh, uh, well, I should say uh, I, I should say what I said to everybody on Monday. Yom Embassy Sameach. I'm glad that you were one of the eyewitnesses to be there on Monday in Jerusalem to witness the entire historical event. And I thank you for sharing uh, so much of it with us this morning here at JM and the AM. Thank you very, very much, uh, Nachum. And let me wish you and all of uh, your listeners uh, a Chag Sameach. Tadaraba. Thank you so much. Yeah, upcoming holiday. It starts on Saturday night, everybody. Um, Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU, Orthodox Union. They are at the forefront on so many things. And you heard about uh, a couple of them just now here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. More coming up.